Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? <laughs> um, Ellen, it's everything's fantastic. Everything is great. Everything is lovely. So Delightful. happy for you. So today we are going to talk about Dark Lover by J.R. Ward, and later we are going to have some fun with Paranormal Critters. But first, Mom, what have you been reading? <laughs> okay, so our last one was Making Faces, yes, our last full episode. Which we balled during, sorry again about yes, that. It was pretty pathetic. Yeah. Anyway, um, I finished the last book in the Parasol Protectorate series, which I, now I can't remember what it's called. But um, <laughs> You've been slowly work making your way through that one. Well, it's because I can only read like one book in between each book we yeah. do for that. <laughs> so I have to takes me a while anyway I finished that so yay me um then I read the madness of Lord Ian McKenzie which is what we did for our last mini episode Mm -hmm. and then I read dark lover dark lover not dark glover (laughs) dark Dark lover lover dark glover and um just to give away a little bit I am now reading, I think it's Eternal Lover, which is the second one in that series. Mm, mm, hey-o. Um, I haven't been reading anything. I know. I know. Well, besides, I mean, listen, you only read one other book than I did. Okay, listen, I don't <laughs> get a lot of time. I don't have a lot going on. Well, I'm like, don't rub it in my face. I've read Whatever. as many books except for one. Um. This week has been a little crazy, you guys. I was in a minor car accident, but that has taken up a lot of my mental energy this week. We're we're lucky that this one got done, let's be honest. Because in the nick of time. Just in the nick of time. So close. So close. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. So, spoiler alert, as we've already been talking about, today we are going to be talking about Dark Lover. Dark Lover. By J.R. Ward. <laughs> this is the first book in her Black Dagger Brotherhood series, which just trips off the tongue. Um, and it has its 18th book is set to come out in 2020. So obviously, this is a long one. Um, if you stick with the whole thing. Uh, a four... A if four- I read all 18 books, it's going to take me like two and a half years. <laughs> Um, aforementioned mental, uh, exhaustion. Here's the back cover description. (laughs) In the shadows of the night in Caldwell, New York, there's a deadly turf war going on between vampires and their slayers. There exists a secret band of brothers like no other. Six vampire warriors, defenders of their race. Yet none of them relishes killing more than wrath the leader of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. The only purebred vampire left on Earth, Wrath has a score to settle with the slayers who murdered his parents centuries ago. But when one of his most trusted fighters is killed, leaving his half-breed daughter unaware of his existence or her fate, Wrath must usher her into the world of the undead, a world of sensuality beyond her wildest dreams. That was a a fun back cover description. Um, Okay, Mom, 
What did you think of Dark Lover? I really liked it. Um, it was a bit on the bonkers side. And it, and it has some first book-itis, only that in that there is we're gonna so talk about that. much. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to talk about that because that's... In this have, world building that's going on, yeah. there's just so much there. But... Um, but yeah, it, so it took me a little while to get into it, I would say, but uh, I I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the story and everything once I got into it, to the point where I was like, it left you hanging and wanting, I mean, wanting to know what happened, so. Yeah, um, I would say I liked this one. I think that's about what I can muster for this one. Um, as we've discussed, I don't know if there's just a lot of other stuff going and I couldn't ever, I mean, cause I had a hard time plugging through this book. Um, I mean, I kept hearing like, you're really going to want to read the next one after you read this one. And I'm like, really? Cause I'm not getting that. And then I would say in the last two chapters, I was like, okay, yeah, I would be interested to see. Uh, what happens next? But, um, I, yeah, we're going to talk about, as we talk about other things, um, why I had some problems getting through this one. Um, I just, yeah, I think more than anything, I just wasn't in the right headspace for a book this kind of dense. (laughs) Um, It was, I, um... Everyone keeps saying that the third book is the best. So I, so I told myself, I said, I should at least read the first three. I know. And, and, I and as I read who, who they're about, yeah. I was like, oh, I can see. I, I, can. I could see why the third book would, based on who it's about, like why right. that one would probably be the most fun. And In fact, as I was reading, I thought, I bet the third book is about sadist. Yeah. So. Um, okay, well. What did you think of Beth as our heroine, who, as a listener pointed out, is our second Beth heroine in in a row? In a row, <laughs> it's all about the Beths. Yeah, um, I really liked Beth. I thought uh, I thought she was tough. I liked how she would. In fact, he liked how she stood up to him. I liked how she would stand up, and he's like, "I command you." And she's like, "You need to understand that word needs to go away now that <laughs> yeah. we're married." He that says, word I, needs to- "I forbid you," and she's like, "Yeah, that I forbid needs you. To that was get it. out of your vocabulary because that's you need not to get that fly. word out of your vocabulary because that's just not going to work with me." <laughs> and um, I was like, "You go, girl." <laughs> yeah, but I, I liked that about her. I liked the way that she stood up to him and and wouldn't let him like boss her around and. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought it, she was great. And I loved how she was protecting him at the end when he was injured. And mm-hmm. I just loved her feistiness and her tenacity. Yes, I liked both of those things about her. I liked kind of her reaction. You know, I feel like uh, she reacts to finding out that she's going to become a vampire and that, like, vampires exist. She's like, okay, this is shocking news. And then, but she takes it in pretty good stride which i was like okay cool i'm glad that we don't have to deal with too much like i can't believe it what no (laughs) there's no way um well it i even that i mean once it was proven to you it wouldn't take much to prove something like that to you and like okay 
I guess vampires exist, and okay. I'm going to become one. Well, that's a thing. <laughs> let's let's roll with this. Um, let's go with this. And I I I uh, distinguish. She is the prototypical first book heroine because you just see how she's going to like mama bear the hell out of all these guys and just right. kind of right. get all these guys in line and um, which is. Pretty much what I told you Beth in the McKinsey books does too. Yeah, she kind exactly. of becomes their maternal uh, well, especially leader you think, there. And- you think about series that are centered around a group of guys, whether it's brothers or like a group of guys that work together or whatever. The first book female is always the one that's like, or there's some woman that's doing that and she's getting her own book, you know, down the line. Well, but. you know, but Wellesley kind of helped her with hers in this book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's unusual to have one that's already married. But she doesn't show up until like 70% of the toward, way through the book. Right. She did. Well, until she's, you know, the wedding. But, um, and then the fact that she's going to be the queen. I mean, she's marrying yeah. the king and she's going to be the queen. So it's kind of just a given that she's going to. Yeah. I did think it was sweet how like emotional her dad got at the end when he found out that she was going to be like the queen of the vampires. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the whole thing that that whole epilogue about her dad and everything. That's what wrapped me into I need to start the second book because I'm dying to know how he comes back because yeah. it's kind of not And I'm explained. wondering <laughs> when you I'm wondering when you find out about that. Because depending how Well, they've comes- introduced I'm only like three chapters in. They've introduced a lot of characters. And I'm like, is this him? Is this him? Is this well, him? Because how is he going to come back? Is he like in the soul of somebody that's already been alive for some time Ellen? now? I don't know. I'm hoping it's explained <laughs> to me at some point in time. <laughs> Otherwise, just I'm just going to keep guessing. <laughs> I didn't want to keep reading for that reason alone. Because I was like, what if it's like he's com- he's being born right now. And so it's in book 17 when he's, you know. Yeah. I will be disappointed if that's the case. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know what I mean? That could be what's I, going on. I understand, on. but I'm hoping that's not the case. I don't know. Um, okay, what did you think of Rafa as our hero? Um, super extraordinarily grumpy hero alert. <laughs> Gr- grumpy and broody. Yeah. Which hey-o. we do, I do like. Um. And he was, like, the grumpiest and broodiest of broody. I mean, he, like, was pissed off at the world. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, so you guys know I love a grumpy, broody hero. Um, I could never get behind his look. It's very early 2000s um, vampire look, and I'm like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) (laughs) mm-mm. Just picture what you want. (laughs) You know, that seems... But his, like, long black hair and his leather and his wraparound sunglasses and his... I was just like, mm-mm. <laughs> 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 I just couldn't... He was just reminding me of, like, weird goth... I mean, because, like, this book came out in 2005. I graduated high school in 2005. So I just kept picturing all these, like, emo goth kids that I went to high school with. And I'm like, mm-mm. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. Oh. I don't like it. <laughs> um, but 
It was fun having a blind hero who is also paranormal, so all of his other senses are very heightened. So we've had blind heroes before. I'm thinking specifically of Tessa Dare and <laughs> one of those. Where the blind Duke had... book. I can't remember. <laughs> one of the yeah. castles that were after book. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've had a blind hero before, but it was kind of fun to have one where he gets by because there's a lot of other things that are going on. Well, and the way he can sense emotions and smell emotions and things. Yeah. Is... Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's about how I felt about Wrath. Couldn't get behind that look. I'm sorry. Just like, I was just picturing <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Matrix and emo goth kids. Yeah. Just doesn't work for me. Um, personally. I, I didn't have a problem with it. It did it. You know, it's probably not a look that I would go for, but, you know, yeah. I could. Beth apparently really liked it. And then she was super <laughs> I have to mention, it. and she even brought this up, but when he got married and he, you know, they were carving her name in his back and it's like, and she even said, why couldn't my name be Sue? Or I was like, you could have <laughs> well, just said never Beth. Goes by, <laughs> yeah, why, she never goes by Elizabeth. Why couldn't they have just put Beth? But no, because now no. now people are you know <laughs> going to only call her Beth, and then people are going to come up and be like, "Why is some other woman's name on your back?" Uh, <laughs> Who's I this think Elizabeth? Most know that Beth is short for Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Elizabeth woman? <laughs> um, okay, did this book suffer from first book itis? <laughs> yeah, to some degree. It, first of yes, all, the glossary at the beginning helped. Yeah. Um, but they, she does kind of explain the words in there, but at least there's like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I remember reading that in the glossary. So, um, and by the way, in the second book, there's a, still a glossary and there are some new terms in it that weren't in the other glossary. So there's even more coming up. But, um, uh, that, so that helped. It's interesting to me, because I just finished the Parasol Protectorate series, which also had vampires in it. And, um... You know, I've read other books with vampires in them. It's interesting to me how different the lore is in all these different books. I mean, it's just very different. They go yeah. out of their way to try to make them not be evil, not not eating humans. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about the world building in just a second. Okay. Um, but for me, this book definitely suffered from first bookitis. Um, there was just a lot going on, and I don't know. It well, even when I was talking to you, and I and I don't know, we were talking about how far we were in the book, and I said I was at like sixty or seventy percent, and I said I think it's finally getting into plot the plot of the story. <laughs> yeah, and there's um, just a lot of because it had been building they, this stuff, yeah, for a long time, and it's like okay, I think something's actually going to happen now. <laughs> but it took a long time for that to occur. Yeah, there's a lot of people they have to introduce, which I get. And like, you know, especially we're going to talk about the world building in a second. There's a lot that she has to kind of get into with that. Um, but, and I don't know, like, I was thinking about, we talked about last week with, Madness of Lord Ian McKenzie, how we thought it was a pretty successful first book where they still get you excited to read 
everybody's book. Um, and I think she was able to pull that off in like the last 15% of the book where yeah. I, cause you, I don't know. I think I wish I had gotten to know the guys better in the beginning. Um, I feel like you don't really get to know them until that last 15%. Um, I don't, I don't know how she would have whittled anything down, but there was just maybe too much going on for me personally, especially See, this you're week. you're contradicting maybe. yourself by saying you wished you knew the guys better, but I wish she had whittled it down. So I don't know where she I'm saying I don't know what she would have whittled down to make room for that because I get that there was a lot of yeah. other stuff she had to do. Um, but I don't know. It was, it was just like maybe too much for me to handle this week possibly <laughs> you need to stop having so much life outside of all of this so that you can appreciate these things it's really screwed me up a lot your life okay. is out of control out of control um there <laughs> is a lot of world building taking place here as we've mentioned how interested were you in that world um it was pretty interesting i you know, like I said, it's it's just crazy how different all these uh, vampire well, lore stories are. I think when you're a paranormal writer of any ilk, you and you're writing a vampire story or a werewolf story or a whatever story, it's a freaking dime a dozen. You've got to right. make something interesting about your vampires and werewolves so that you stand out in the pack, you know? And um, I will say, I think she she did a good job. She wrote vampires that I've so never read, read about before. And I like the, um, the idea of the brotherhood, you yeah. know, and I like the idea of these um, guys who, you know, fight to protect their uh, species. Yeah. And I like the idea of them you know, each having these different curses and, you know, things going on in their background and that make them different. They're not all like the same kind of guy that that are in this brotherhood. And, um, you know, but they all have very different and distinct personalities and, and mm-hmm. baggage. And uh, I, I think it's interesting. And that's what made me want to keep reading. I want to read some more about these guys. I'll tell you what I um, what has me most intrigued about this world, and especially in within the context of a romance novel, is um, they can't create vampires. And I feel like in a lot of vampire romance novels, that's the whole thing. Is it's like I fall in love with this human, and I can make her a vampire so that we can live forever. But they don't have that easy of a solution within this specific lore. Well, and that's why I'm interested to read some of these other books because I'm interested to see um, where the rest of their women come from. Are they all already vampires? I don't think so because from what I've read of this next book, she doesn't seem to be. I feel like what I've read from book descriptions, they're all humans for the most part. Yeah, so how's that going to work out? (laughs) Well, so they have like... Like, 
Fritz, essentially, where they make them live longer. Is that, did I read that and understand that correctly? I, I, I don't know. I'd have to. Anyway, so I think there's things that they can do to mortals to, like, make them live a little bit longer. So maybe that's the solution. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and they can obviously have children with them and then their children become like these hybrids like Beth is. I mean, Beth is obviously well, a product of... Most of them are hybrids because Wrath is the last pure-blood vampire. So that would indicate that all the rest of them are from human-vampire relations. Except they can't all go out in the daylight like Beth can. Like, none of them can. Well, maybe Beth, that thing's not going to last for forever. Because she's not fully transitioned yet, I don't think. I don't know. I was, I was obviously. And how did that work out for her? <laughs> yeah. How did going into the sunlight work for her? <laughs> no one was able to come save her. She... <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I liked this whole scribe virgin thing and how she's going to kind of factor into the books. And obviously well, I, I'll the tell Omega. You, I really like and... You may have a question about this later on, but I really liked the way they worked Butch into the story. And um, I liked the way he became buddies with all these guys. And yeah. I don't have a question I don't about know. that, so talk about that. But I, <laughs> I do like the way, because obviously she and he kind of had a thing at the beginning. And, and um, anyway, I like the way they worked him into the story. And, and, you know, he becomes their little friend and i guess that they decided it would be nice to have someone who could go out in the daylight <laughs> yeah someone who you know is ready for a fight but can go in the sunlight <laughs> yeah it's a, um, it's a plus yeah um okay that kind of leads me into this question and i'll tell you why so one of my biggest problems with this book is that i would say wrath and beth are about mm, 30% of it agree or disagree. Honestly, I got to the point where I was more interested in Butch and Marissa than Wrath and Beth because they hit it at the beginning and then they're in love and then they get married and that's it. I'd say that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's I... Fair. I would say probably more than 30%. I mean, when he goes I know. into I'm his maybe being and... Somewhat hyperbolic there, but but um, there's I mean, not mom, a lot of there's not a lot of, of challenge to their romance. I mean, they definitely like. <laughs> I even told Ellen. I said it's interesting with the paranormal because there's a lot of times Ellen and I'll talk about books, and it's like you know what a a regular person would never do something like that. Well, in a paranormal, it's like maybe they would. Like she <laughs> I don't is know. just compelled to let that guy do whatever he wants to to her. Right off the bat, like from first meeting, I'm like, hmm, that could be handy. <laughs> well, I thought that, and maybe this is going to come because I think the scribe virgin kind of alludes to it, but it seems like there's probably something in this world that makes, and this is very much a thing in the um, Cressley Cole what? Immortals After Dark series, but no. um, sorry, I just made my hand fart, so I didn't want you to think that was me. Um <laughs> But this is very sure, much a th- <laughs> this is very much a thing in the Cressley Cole Immortals After Dark. But this whole like 
Faded Mates, which Sarah Mc, uh, McLean has a podcast called Faded Mates, where she talks about the Immortals After Dark series. Um, but it kind of seems like maybe there's something in this series with that as well, because like when the scribe virgin is holding their hands, she's like, oh, yes, this is a good match. And it kind of almost seems like there's something kind of soul matey about these people and well if that's the case it seems like <laughs> they should look into that when they set them up with like is this stellan is that what yeah, they were, it was called yeah i can't remember something like that <laughs> um you know so that they don't so that marissa the doesn't get that, screwed again yeah wrath and marissa had where marissa's treated like garbage the whole time Just miserable and you know bless her sweet little heart but um you know, it seems like something, if that's the case, if there is like, you know, so, a person that would be perfect for you out there somewhere, maybe mm-hmm. you ought to look for them a little harder before you actually team up with somebody. But did, did you get that feeling at all, too? I thought maybe it was going to come up, but. um, Yes, I did. But it obviously, you know. Just how immediately, like hot for each other they were i mean literally he walks into her apartment at night and it's just like do me now yes please and <laughs> this has um, to happen because he went going thinking i can't let this happen i can't let this happen because it was darius's and daughter. she was like make it happen sir thank you <laughs> insert part of your body into my body i don't even moment, care please. which part because <laughs> apparently just you know the smell of you makes me come so <laughs> Yeah, that's basically both of them were like that. Um, I and aware. even, but so that's and even uh, Marissa and uh, Butch were like that. Butch. I mean, it was very smell oriented. These people. Um, <laughs> uh, if I <laughs> if I based it on smell, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> okay, you have to tell the olive story. Can you tell the olive story? <laughs> Okay, my husband Time for went a tangent. <laughs> my husband, went, who I love very much, went through this phase where he was really into these olives. Like he'd buy these jars of olives, and um, he was just eating them out of the fridge like candy. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I started to realize he was smelling really weird, and I thought, and I couldn't figure out. Like it wasn't a smell. I mean, he has horses, but it wasn't his horse smell, and he has, you know. It wasn't a, a normal smell for him. And I thought, well, maybe he's just getting to be an old man. And this is just his old man smell. And I was resigned that <laughs> I'm just going to have to love him, even though he smells weird. <laughs> this might just be the smell he has. For the- then I realized these stupid olives he was eating had a clove of garlic in the middle of each a olive. entire clove in each olive. And he's just eating them all the time. And I was like... Dude, you need to knock it off. You don't understand how weird you smell. And um, so then he stopped eating the olives and he lost the weird smell. So that was good. But I was, just so you all know, I was bound and determined to love him regardless of his really horrible smell. But then once I figured out what it was, I was really glad to let it go. (laughs) There you go. Um, Okay, so I still have more to say about them only being 30% of the book. There are like, around i didn't count exactly but around 10 different povs in this book yeah it does bounce around um and i feel like we were in mr x's more than either wrath or beth it felt like that it might not be true but it felt like that to me 
Well, they're really setting up that lesser community. I'm not sure where it goes from here. Well, I think um, they're just going to be like the big bad of the series. And well, so, obviously. I mean, yeah. obviously. Yeah, but um, more time with Mr. X, which is a thing that I saw throughout the X. listener comments as well. But well, more time I with Mr. X. It was going to turn I'm out that he was going to be curious. someone that we knew. Me too. And <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> At least so far, it wasn't. However, I'm not convinced that the Omega is not someone that we know. Like, he might be someone that we know. Or Possibly. maybe M might be someone that we know. I'm not convinced yet that we don't know some of these guys. So Just by virtue of calling them Mr. X and Mr. M, it's like, okay. And maybe she just wrote it like that so that she could make it someone, you know, maybe right. she didn't even know in the first book if it was going to be someone we know. And <laughs> but so, she could pull it in later. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So we'll, set, we'll have to see. And I don't know who else we know that it ha- it doesn't, you know. But I mean, they all, very... most of them saw Mr. X at one point and right. didn't recognize him. So, I and know. I was worried. Here's what worried me: um, that Mr. X got whacked on the head with a hammer and then didn't die. And I was worried that maybe Darius comes back as Mr. X, which would that would be a terrible thing. Oh, I don't know. But I mean. That would be quite the curse. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll let you go back, but you're going back as someone everybody The enemy hates. of your <laughs> daughter that you are going back specifically to see. Um, so we'll see how this turns out, but... Yeah, more time with Mr. X, more time with, uh, with Havers than I... Right. And I'm assuming his plot is going to come... His, like, blood transfusion thing is going to become a thing become a thing and then obviously marissa and butch are going to become a thing yeah they're book number four by the way oh so there's that um Uh, anyway there was like i just felt like i was more interested in them because there was more like conflict for them romantically than there ever was for wrath and beth yeah well there was no there was no romantic conflict for Raph and Beth at all, <laughs> other than Butch trying to keep her from him. But, you know, for them personally, it was just like, I want to hit it. I want to hit it again. I want to hit it every time I look at it. I want to hit it every time I smell <laughs> and it. And now I want to marry it. it. <laughs> I hit it and hit it and we're married. The end. <laughs> Happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Okay, let's talk about sex, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys really scared me with this one. That well, I... yeah, you guys need to cu- quit going on and on about how sexy something is, and then I read it and I'm like, ah, what a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you had me super worried because I'm like, oh gosh, what am I gonna have to talk about with mom? And this one was not that bad, like at all. We should read a Cressley Cole or a Larissa Ioni for a paranormal. That is. Way more steamy than I want to read yeah, with mom. Bring it on. Um, it was steamy in that. Well, first of all, I'll never eat peaches again without thinking about wrath and death. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I highlighted that just because I was like, okay. <laughs> and this is what I talk about with their. I mean, I guess part of it with them is 
he's blind, and so he only has so many other senses he can work off of. Um, but I'm like, huh. And this is a common thing in um, romance novels, and I don't want to get too TMI here. I really don't, for a lot of reasons. I don't want to get too TMI. But oh, why is- stop now? Everyone else knows everything about your cycle. What else? Can, <laughs> how much well, more TMI can we my get? My question specifically about the peaches is like, okay, is that normal or like? I don't sh- think so. <laughs> I don't think everyone tastes like that. Or is that just like a vampire thing? Is that just because he like, like wants her so bad? I need to be worried because I don't think I taste like peaches. <laughs> that no one really does. <laughs> um, it's, it's not like, you know, a Jamba Juice menu where, <laughs> where we're all a different fruit flavor, Ellen. <laughs> well, you know, like I've heard that thing where like guys can eat a lot of pineapple if they want themselves to taste better. Wow. I did not know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> I do know that it's not olives and garlic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this conversation has gotten away from us. Um, so maybe I'm like, maybe it's like that, you know? Maybe Fritz has been... Feeding her a lot of peaches. I don't know. Well, I don't know, but I think she tasted like peaches before she even met Fritz, so. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to ask further questions, but I didn't want to get into it. Oh, the the sex. Yeah. The sex, so. Here's my question. Okay. Um. Because, okay, so he has absolutely no body hair. Is that right? Was that brought out in the book? It was brought out in the book. I know Um, I read more carefully than you do, but. Yeah, like anywhere, right? Yeah, like she mentioned, like, no body hair anywhere. So then my thought is, okay, so when she becomes a vampire, is that a thing? Because it really makes me want to be a vampire. The, the no shaving thing is worth it. It's like instant laser hair removal. <laughs> like, Maybe yes. it just like falls out. Over, like that's how you age. Is it just like falls out over the years? I do not know, Ellen. Maybe These are the questions book. we need answered. J.R. Ward, come on. <laughs> now. Get, get on it. Why um, does she taste like peaches? Where is the body hair? <laughs> And does Beth still have body hair? That's my question. Because if not, I'm finding a vampire. However, if I were going to be stuck in one age for the rest of my life. Yeah, is it this one, Mom? I'm sure this is the one I'd go with. I think there's a reason it's always 25, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm even past the vampire age. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm trying to think of it at 25 if I was even going to be. No, I was... I wasn't too bad at 25. 
Um, so okay. I was pregnant. I think I was pregnant. So, yeah, I do not want to be stuck pregnant. <laughs> you were pregnant with me, right? I was. We could have been together immortally. <laughs> 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 Nothing about that sounds appealing. <laughs> okay, Mom, what was your swooniest moment? Oh, that's... Here's the thing, because of the aforementioned they were only like 30% of the plot, there was not a whole lot, like when I was trying to think of a swoony moment. I would say my swooniest moment was just her like mama burying him when he was sick or when he was hurt. And then I I, did love, I did love when she like went to shower or something and then he kind of came out of it a little bit and started freaking out because she wasn't there because he really wanted her there. I put, as my swooniest moment, him begging the scribe virgin to let them get married. Yeah. Because there was, was a lot of cute things that came that out was good. in that conversation. That was good. Okay. Let's hear what other people thought. Chrissy said, I gotta admit, I'm struggling to get into this one. I'm about 50, 35%, so definitely won't finish before y'all record the episode, but I will finish. Oink. I usually love vampire books, but this one is a little bit out there. It uh, cross my fingers. It gets to where I can't put it down. I'm needing a book like that with the week I'm having. Girl, I think that's where I was at, too. But I had to read it. Um, <laughs> Sarah said, love Wrath so much. It's been a while, so I don't remember specifics. But I know I was hooked after this book. It got even better with book two and then the classic Z book three. Everybody talks about book three, so... Um, but I know I was intrigued by these brothers and how tight they were. At the end of the day, it became more than a paranormal to me because you end up forgetting these are vampires, especially as the series goes on. Yeah, yeah, it's out there in some respects, but at the heart, it is a family, and I love that. That's true. That was a nice... And I think that's nice. I think that's what I'm talking about when I talk about I wish that they had kind of built that more in the beginning than in the last 15% of the book. And I did like that Beth, who had <laughs> never really had a family kind of got that sense yeah. of family when she was with these crazy vampire boys. Yeah. So Sarah continues, Wrath, though, has a special place in a lot of hearts because he was the one who literally wouldn't leave J.R. alone until his story was written. And she was at her wit's end on where to go next in her career. She had been fired from her last publisher. I believe she was even toying with whether to go back to law or not. The point is, thank God Wrath came and ordered her to keep writing. He's the one that started it all, and his love for Beth was so beautiful and is the foundation of this whole series. Thank you for showcasing this showcasing this unconventional but loving family. P.S. I just want to add for anyone interested who might be new to the series, these couple's stories might be over, but that doesn't mean we can we stop seeing them in the series. Wrath and Beth, as well as Rage and Mary, each get their own book again later down the line. That's one thing I love about these. It's a true family, as I said, and they continue to grow and change, and we get to see it all. So Sarah had a lot to say about this one. Um, in fact, there was, a lot, there was a lot of comments on this one. So um, Jennifer. So buckle up. So buckle in. Uh, Jennifer says, this series kills me. I have never doubted happily ever after until this series, but J.R. Ward never disappoints. I love this series. Um, Natalie said, I finished reading this, have never read J.R. Ward before, and I think this might be a case of a book just not being for me. 
It is not by any means a bad book. The world was built out well, and it seemed to evoke a lot of noir elements, which was fun. However, there were certain little moments that kept taking me out of the book to the point where it impacted my enjoyment. The whole police brutality thing maybe didn't age well over the past 15 years. I understand it's not a big plot point and Riddle was a creep, but the whole attitude toward it left me feeling a bit off. The time when Butch started a fight by insinuating they were gay made me roll my eyes. Add to that a lot of comments thrown around about women in general that bugged me. This also made me think about the last podcast when you talked about outside factors affecting your reading because I could feel that happening while I was reading. I was bored and frustrated with Mr. X parts as well. I did love Beth though, and the ending was interesting enough that it made me consider reading the next one. I definitely see how these could be addicting. Um, I think I kind of feel that uh, comment just because um, there's nothing wrong with this book. It's very well written. It's, I mean, I think she does a great job at the world building. There's just something that was not letting me fully get into it and so I think that's where I ended up being with the book um Cassie says I have to kind of take these books for what they are which is a little bit campy in my opinion the stories are interesting and the world building is good but some of the writing really takes me out of the story the way the brothers talk to each other what's doing my brother and the fact that everyone refers to boots as shit kickers distracted me um Zadist's book, book three, was my favorite. I know there are a lot of passionate J.R. Ward fans, but I don't think I'm one of them. Shruggy emoji. Uh, Aaron said, I'm not usually drawn to paranormal romance, so it took me a while to get into it. I agree with what has already been said, that some of the language took me out of the story. The Mr. X plot was not very interesting, and I skimmed most of it, and the violence in it was not enjoyable at all for me. However, I am glad that I finished it because I did come to enjoy the devotion of Beth and Rath, Rath and the Brotherhood overall. Butch's adoption into their group was also kind of funny to me, but I was happy about it. I am tempted to keep reading, if only because as part of their marriage ceremony, it is declared that your body, your heart, and your soul are now hers to command love vows like that. <laughs> and because <laughs> I think you will mention it, I thought it suffered a bit from first book itis. I did yeah. not disappoint, Aaron. Um, singular male listener Jason said, I read a lot of paranormal, so this was right up my alley. I did think it suffered a few problems, but I really enjoyed Wrath and Beth and have now finished the next two books in this series, so I would definitely give it a thumbs up. Uh, Penny said, I read Dark Love. I read Dark Lover a long time ago, and I'm a little sad to say that this book just wasn't for me. I love J.R. Ward's writing style. It's amazingly fun and creative, not to mention the dialogues are witty and realistic, not too flowery or formal that I question whether real people actually talk like that. I like Wrath and Beth just fine, and I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed other books in the series more, though I think I stopped reading after book nine and have to get back into it, have yet to get back into it. This book, I definitely think, does suffer the first book syndrome. Uh, the series has such expansive world and characters, so I feel Wrath and Beth and their relationship get eclipsed by other more interesting plot points and characters, at least for me. Yeah. That's because they're not a huge part of the book. I don't know. <laughs> Karen said, here a Beth, there a Beth, everywhere a Beth, Beth. That's two books in a row with a heroine <laughs> called Beth. Uh, but I adored this book. I already know that I will read every book and novella in this series. Paranormal Romance was my gateway into reading romance, and it's where I feel most at home. 
I've actually had this book sitting on my bookshelf since I got it for 50 cents at a library sale. Aren't li- library sales the best? Thanks, Noyomos, for making me give, get, have, for giving me the motivation to finally read it. Um, weirdly, Paranormal was kind of my gateway into romance, which is funny because it's not really my preferred subgenre at all, but I was, I think I've talked about this before too, but I was in a book club, like an online book club that was mainly reading paranormal romance. And so that was kind of how I got started. Jane, Jan, Jane, I don't know how to say your name. I'm sorry. You'll have to write me and tell me. Uh, She says, I adore this series, was skeptical initially when a friend suggested it. I mean, seriously, Wrath as the name of a hero. (laughs) That's a good point. I mean, I feel like the other (laughs) names are way weirder, though, than Wrath. (laughs) Wrath is pretty normal compared to the others. But once I got started, I could not stop. The culture Miss Ward has developed is fantastic, down to the finest details. Love the scribe virgin. Sometimes they seem more human than we are, and the lessening society, the Omega, are so symbolic of evil, and their raciness just adds to their mystique. Can't wait till 1028, the episode coming out that day. Not the day we're recording, but it is the day the episode's coming out. <laughs> um, Kristen says, this series is an acquired taste for sure. This book has its problems, but don't think it held up. Uh, don't think it held up when I reread it, but I loved it the first time. I could reread book number three every day for the rest of my life, though. Ha. Can't wait for the episode. Whether you guys like it or not, it'll be a fun one to talk about. Jessica said, I read the first seven books of this series as they came out, and I remember really enjoying these gritty paranormal romances. I just reread Dark Lover for the first time since 2005, and I have to say, I don't think it has held up that well, aged well, in terms of language. Some very dated references and descriptions, among other things, including how Wrath dresses. That's my sub, my uh, aside. (laughs) Um. Jessica continues, one of my main issues on the reread, though, is that this book definitely suffers from first book syndrome, and there is not a lot of development of the relationship between Wrath and Beth. Yes. In fact, there may be no development at all. (laughs) It seems like they fall into bed together and then, bam, love each other and get married. Yes. I also think the other brothers are more interesting characters than Wrath, and I am tempted now to go read Z's book. Anyway, super excited to hear what Ellen and Mom think about this one. Um, Nicole <laughs> says, I really loved this series. I stopped reading the series soon after the initial set of brothers books were done because I felt like the series was changing almost more toward an urban fantasy vibe. And I really wanted the focus to stay on the main couple of the book instead of going around to a whole bunch of different people's, uh, perspectives. I'll eventually probably get sucked back in. Dark Lover was one of my faves up until Zadist's book. It's still a really fun, different take on uh, paranormal romance vampires, and I still recommend it to friends. Holly says, I love paranormal romances and really like this series. It has been a few years since I first read Dark Lover, and I enjoyed reading it again. Now I'm going to have to start rereading and catch up on the last few books I missed. I just finished a reread of Carolyn Sparks's uh love at stake series one of my favorites so lots of vampires for halloween and then finally jessica said i liked it a lot i will definitely read more of the series at least through these initial brothers getting their love stories i liked the take on vampires being born and not made i liked the contact with their creator that was interesting the world building was well done i did not like how much time we spent in mr x's head there probably wasn't another way to give us that information but it definitely made it feel less like a romance to me. 
yeah, that's probably a good um, assumption about that. And um, she said, I like, like I said, I'll read more because I love paranormal and this world is interesting to me. And some of those brothers are going to make for fascinating heroes. And yeah. I think that's a great place to leave off with the listener comments. Um, so, mom, any final thoughts on Dark Lover? No, I'm going to continue. Like I said, I want to at least get through book three because everyone goes on and on about book three. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the rest of the books. And I, I'll i keep you posted on what I think. Yeah, maybe someday I will get around to... Maybe depending on what you say about two and three, I will hurry more towards reading two and three. Or maybe I'll just skip to, to, to three and just read three. <laughs> um, I don't know. I We'll have to see because I... Yeah, Rage's book is the next one, and that's the one I'm in right now. And then I want to get to three, and then I'll see if I want to continue. But like I said, it's very hard for me to fit books in between our podcast videos. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Dark Lover by J.R. Ward. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On November 4th, we will be discussing Baking Me Crazy by Carla Sorensen in our next mini episode. For now, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be having some fun with some of our favorite paranormal creatures, so stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. Side note, we have Kit Kats at my office right now for Halloween, and I've been eating a lot of Kit Kats, so makes me think of the break jingle. <laughs> um, and guess what? As the break jingle insinuates, we have both news and mail this week. So here's the news, you guys. I seriously love you because you shared this news with us before I had even realized it had officially gone public. But we're part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Yay! Yay. Um, so what is that going to mean for you, no yomos? Only good stuff. We are now part of a great group of other romance-centric podcasts, and we will get to do lots of fun cross-promotion and hopefully introduce you to some new shows that align with your romance interests while still always staying devoted to us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club. Um, so there are lots of shows in the network and they seem to be adding new fun ones all the time. Shows like Smart Bitches, Trashy Books, uh, Womance, Shelf Life, uh, Shelf Love, ooh, uh, <laughs> Learning the Tropes, Teen Strumpets, and others that aren't only about romance novels. So if you want to find new shows to add to your podcast subscriptions, go to frolic.media slash podcasts where you can find the whole lineup and, um, you know, give some other shows a listen. So we hope you do that. Uh, you're going to hear more about the network from us as we get deeper into it. And uh, we're really excited to kind of start this new phase of the podcast <laughs> um so we also got an email which we haven't gotten an email in a while so that was nice um, and i don't even know about this this is news to me yeah i, yeah, I don't think i did for this one on to you um 
Anna said, um, hi, I'm a longtime romance reader, but new listener, and I love your podcast. Well, thanks. Um, I know you get recommendations all the time, but I thought I'd throw my hat in the ring with some of my favorites. Um, she has Hold Me Today by Maria Luis, Rock Bottom Girl by Lucy Score. The hard thing is when people send recommendations, I'm like, I know I've read a Lucy Score book. And I just like have Lucy to wreck. Score. We did read a Lucy Score. Did we? Because I remember making a crack about it being a perfect name for a romance writer. Um, but I can't remember. <laughs> this is mom and I. Between the two of us, we're not great at remembering stuff. So. Uh, but she, and I've and other people have recommended Rock Bottom Girl, but I don't think that's the one we read. Yeah. In no, fact, I know it's no, not. It's, we, I would remember a title. Um, she says, "Watch Me Unravel" by Julia Wolf, which is the second book in a standalone series, but it's the best one. That's always hard when the best one is like three or four or something. Um, "Anything You Can Do" by R.S. Gray, which I've also read R.S. Gray before. And then she says, "Enemies with Benefits" by Roxy Noir. She says, "I know um, I put down a lot, but I just love them all. Thanks for taking the time to read this, and even if you don't feel like using them for the podcast, they're fun reads." um best anna um anna you should try and uh get some in on the next reading list we do a poll on the facebook group and you know a lot of them find their way on that poll (laughs) so onto our list yeah um so that's what we have for the news in the mail and the break segment so uh thanks as always for sending them in stay tuned for more frolic podcast network news and um yeah we're excited to have you guys along with us for this for this phase and we'll see you for the next break welcome back to do something a little more fun for our spooky halloween episode i thought i would come up with spooky centric Mary Boff kills for me and mom to consider. Okay. So mom, Mary Boff kill. Vampires, werewolves, ghosts. Um, Honestly, I think I'd want to, let's see. I think I'd want to marry... Oh, werewolf. Mm-hmm. We're going to have all the same and answers. It's going to piss me off. I think I would want to do a vampire, and I think I'd get Kill rid of a ghost. ghost. You'd kill, kill a, ghost, a ghost for the second time. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts are just taking a hard hit. Um, I am the same answers. The thing is, is like when I think about werewolves versus vampires, werewolves are like more in line with the kind of guys that I like where vampires are always at least portrayed as kind of more like frilly fancy boys more effeminate and maybe yeah. it's just because I just finished reading the Parasol Protectorate series where they are you know all a little <laughs> effeminate but um not in this book necessarily that we just no. finished here there's quite the opposite no. but usually you know a big tough Werewolves are like big, tough protectors. Like lumberjack like, men that yeah. turn into wolves at the Beery full moon. and oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mary Boff kill Frankenstein's monster, zombies, or a mummy. Mm. 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when I think about marrying Frankenstein, I think the movie Young Frankenstein at the end, yeah. where they're like, <laughs> "You left your poo poo undies." <laughs> Or, I'm holding on to it, darling. Apparently, Um, he's got an enormous Schwanzstücker. (laughs) Enormous Schwanzstücker, which you got to appreciate. Probably, gosh. See, I always think of zombies with Bob's Burgers, where she's like, I like their swagger. swagger." I like their swagger. Mm -mm -mm. Um, Yeah. They're all so gross. Like, it makes me want to shower just thinking about it. Um, I guess I would marry Frankenstein because uh-huh. he's just misunderstood. We all know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would... Uh... And then you'd get to be the bride of Frankenstein and have that hair. That Marge Simpson hair. <laughs> Is that what I want? Yes. (laughs) Can I have a new do? Um, Then I would... uh, I don't know. I guess I would do the mummy um, and then kill the zombie. I'm almost the same. I'm Mary Frankenstein's monster, do zombies, and uh, kill the mummy again. I guess it depends on who it's a zombie of. (laughs) Yeah. It could be the Bill Murray zombie from Zombieland. <laughs> Which I just saw this week. The new one. Um, uh, so it would depend on maybe who it's a zombie of. Okay, Mary Boff Kill Vampires Edition. Let's like keep this snappy, Mom. Okay, um, sorry, sorry. I'm going to be <laughs> Vampires That was edition. a hard one. Edward Cullen, Angel, mm. Damon Salvatore. Ooh. <laughs> I would... Mary David Boreanaz, or Angel. <laughs> I would, actually, because I fell in love with him on Bones. An- yeah. Angel didn't do Just much for me, but Bones but... did. Yeah. Well, I'm a little older. Yeah. <laughs> um, do Damon and kill Edward. I am Sorry, Edward. Sorry, Bella. I'm the same answer. Uh, Mary Boff Kill Walking Dead Edition. Rick, Daryl, Glenn. Ooh. Well, of course. Um. I would, who was the, oh, Glenn. I would probably marry Glenn. I think I would marry Glenn. I would do, um, gosh, I'm going to kill off Rick. I would do Daryl and uh, I would kill off Rick. I think Sorry. I'm the, I think I'm the same answer as you. Daryl just always seemed like, I mean, Glenn always seemed like such a nice guy. Glenn is, yeah, he's just far less problematic than the other two. Yeah. Far less true. I never did, I didn't watch all the way till Glenn got killed, but I know yeah. he got killed. Uh, Mary Boff Kill, Supernatural Edition, Dean, Ooh. Sam, Castiel. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> that is a hard one because I love them all so much. I know you I, do. Gosh, this is going to be mean to me. Um, I think I would marry Castiel because I love Castiel. I would do Dean and I'd probably kill off Jared Padlucky. Sorry. Okay, so I would probably marry Dean, kill Sam. Oh, no. Boff, Sam, kill Castiel. Oh, Ellen! I, I love so. Castiel. I know, and I do love Misha Collins, but um, the, I put this one in there. You're not going to have an answer to it, I don't think. Uh, Mary Boff killed True Blood Edition. Bill Compton, Eric Northman, and Al Seed. Um, it's Stephen Moyer, 
Alexander Skarsgård and Joe Manganiello if you want to play a long mom. Ooh. I would marry the hell out of uh, Alcide, boff the hell out of Eric Northman, and kill Bill Compton. So, <laughs> Well, I don't remember who everybody is now. I would... It would be the same answer, but... Okay, I would have sex with Joe Maggiello. I, uh, Joe, what's his name? <laughs> Maggiello. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name. Um, I would probably marry Skarsgård, and then I would uh, probably kill Moyer. So you are a little different from me, because I married Joe Maggiello, boffed. I did not uh, watch the show uh, ever. I'm just going by yeah. other things I've seen these people in. Yeah. Um, okay. This is spooky TV edition, so it's pulling from a few different places. Dean from Supernatural. I tried to make this one hard for you. Dean from Supernatural, yeah. Mulder from X-Files, or yeah. Chief Hopper from Stranger Things, which I don't even know if he does anything for you, but I just wanted to put Stranger Things in He there. does not. So I would say, what were they again? Remind me. Dean, Dean Mulder, <sighs> Chief Hopper. Mm. It would have to be Mulder in his X-File days, though. Yeah, that's Mulder from X-Files. Lo- I don't love him as, as much as I, do, as I did. Um, I would say probably Mary Dean, uh, do Mulder, and I would kill off Chief Hopper. Uh, Chief Hopper. See, I think in this scenario, as much as I love Dean, I would probably marry Mulder. Just because I think he's more reliable. He's got a better job. Um, <laughs> well, because Jane has no job whatsoever. And where they get their money is beyond me. But, you know, it's just. And then. Uh, it's boff, just a show. I should really just relax. Boff, <laughs> boff Jane, uh, and then kill Chief Hopper is probably what I would do. Okay, and then finally, this is a real hodgepodge, but I was just trying to come up with some that I thought would be hard for you. Spooky movie edition. Jason Patrick from Lost Boys. Brendan Fraser from just The watch that movie. From The Mummy. And Sean from Shaun of the Dead. Aw. Aw. <laughs> um <laughs> I would gosh, that's a hard one, Ellen. Um Yes. Because <laughs> Jason Patrick in Lost Boys is so hot. Let's not lie. He is pretty hot. But then so is um, Brendan Fraser from The Mummy. So is Brendan Fraser in his mummy days. Yes. Less so now. Yes. Bless your heart, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> um, I would marry... I think I'd marry Simon Pegg. Is that weird? <laughs> You're going to spend every night at the Winchester. Just because, but yeah, but I would laugh. I would have so much fun. Um, And then I would uh, do Brendan Fraser and I would probably kill off. um, I hate to say it. I would marry Brendan Fraser from The Mummy, boff Jason Patrick from Lost Boys, and probably have to kill Sean from Sean. Oh, you can't kill Simon Pegg. We love him. I know, we do. But come on. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. When you put those three together, I get it. Yeah. But I just think about how much fun I would have. So I'll put those on the Facebook group so that you guys can play along. And, of course, come up with your own because I seriously love to play this stupid game. So um, come up with your own and let's have some fun with it. Um, Ellen and I have literally been sitting somewhere waiting for something, like in line somewhere for something. And we're like, okay, Mary Boff kills. Winston (laughs) Brothers edition. Go. (laughs) 
Yeah, we have done the Winston Brothers several times. <laughs> or the Knitting in the Series Boys. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us for Baking Me Crazy by Carla Sorensen in one week on November 4th, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMomsRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. We do. To leave a review, not relieve a review. (laughs) You guys, it's been a long night. Um, Okay. Don't relieve a review. Leave a review. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.